0: Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And if you're noticing that this episode sounds a little bit different, that's because I'm trying out something different. This is a new series that may not last for very long, but I'm calling it Popcorn to Go. And that's because I took this bag of popcorn on the road with me. Uh, I've been wanting to take a road trip up north just to kind of get away and I see more of the state of California. I, I really like Northern California. I've lived in Southern California all my life. It's way too hot right now. So if I like the perfect time to drive up North, but I'm not trying to spend $10,000 in gas. So I rented an electric car and I decided to just drive up North uh, specifically to the Bay area and just relax a little bit. If you're familiar with the California coastline at all, you may know some of the cities I stopped in. I spent a couple of days in Monterey and then I headed up to San Francisco and spent a night up there. And while I was up in San Francisco, I got to hang out with one of my favorite people. You probably know her. You've heard her on the podcast. Her name is Berna. She goes by Hey Berna on Instagram, an amazing person. And we got a chance to talk, eat, and she gave me the idea for this series. I told her I had rented an electric car, and she's like, You're going to be stopping to charge. Why not record whatever episodes you need to get done while you're sitting at these charging stations? You got to sit there for a while, anyways. You might as well go ahead and just make an episode and I was nervous at first because you know, I was like I don't know what it's going to sound like. I'm not, I'm not you know in my normal setup, but Popcorn Finance started in my car. The first few episodes were recorded in the front seat of my car. So, now they're just being recorded in the front seat of someone else's car cuz I don't, I don't own this car. So, right now I'm sitting in very beautiful Big Sur, California. It's about, I don't know, 2 to 3 hours south of San Francisco. Just think of forests right next to the ocean because I'm surrounded by pine trees right now and I can see the Pacific Ocean out the front windshield. So it's a beautiful place to be talking to you all about the beauty of student loan forgiveness. I'm sure all of you have been hearing a bunch of stuff in the news about it. So let's just break down some of the details that I've been able to research uh, using my laptop sitting here in the front seat of my car. So first, let's get a little bit of context about what's going on. Right now, there's roughly 43 million Americans who hold federal student loan debt. That adds up to around $1.6 trillion. That's a ridiculous amount of money, right? The Biden administration has already canceled around $32 billion in student loan debt prior to this recent announcement. And they did that through expanding the existing forgiveness programs that are out there for public sector workers and disabled borrowers. And also for those who were defrauded by these for-profit colleges out there that were just straight up just taking people's money and giving them no education whatsoever. So this isn't the first student loan forgiveness we're seeing. It's just the most, I say, broad type that we're seeing. It's not targeted at a specific group of individuals. And this latest round of forgiveness, this one they just announced, uh, they're saying that 90% of that forgiveness, that debt cancellation, is going to borrowers who are earning less than $75,000. And yes, of course, this doesn't fix all of the problems we have going on with the college system, because even in the report from the White House, they're saying that the cost of college has nearly tripled since 1980. And that's with accounting and adjusting for inflation. So it's not that, oh, you know, it's tripled because, you know, things just got more expensive. It's like even if you account for that, the cost of college is still tripled. It's 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 just a ridiculous number that we're we're dealing with when you look at, you know, what it costs to go to college these days. So this is something. It's not going to fix everything, but it's uh, providing some relief for those out there who are struggling with their student loan debt. So let's dive into some of the details. I'm sure you want to know how is this going to work? So this is specifically applied to federal student loans. So if you have a private student loan or you had a federal student loan and you refinanced it with a private company, unfortunately, you won't qualify for this there are some income restrictions on this. So not everyone is going to be eligible for this. If you're an individual, you have to make less than $125,000 a year. If you're married or you file as head of household on your taxes, your income limit is $250,000 a year. So if you fall into one of those two groups there, they're going to forgive up to $10,000 of your federal student loans. However, if you received a Pell Grant during your undergrad program, then you're eligible to receive up to $20,000 in student loan forgiveness. And it's still based off those same income limits I mentioned before. And if you didn't know, a Pell Grant is what they call need-based aid. This is a grant, you know, aka free money that they give to low-income students to help them cover the cost of college. And this is money that they don't have to pay back. And just so you know, it's not a lot of money. During the 21-22 school year, it was a max of $6,495. So it's not even getting close to covering the actual cost of an education, but it's something. So for those individuals who qualify for Pell Grants, they're getting a little more assistance uh, to help forgive some of that student loan debt they might have sitting there weighing them down. And the great news is that for nearly 8 million borrowers, you may be able to just have this forgiveness done automatically because they already have your income information on file with the Department of Education. So you might not have to do anything. Now, the next question I had, and I'm sure you all have, is when does this go into effect? The dates aren't really nailed down right now. They're saying that an application will be available for those who aren't already going to be eligible to have this forgiveness done automatically because their information's on file. They said that application to go in and put in your info will be available sometime around mid-October, uh, but they're also saying no later than December 31st. So there's a lot of room in there for where this may occur, but it looks like, you know, we'll just say mid-October to late December this application will be open. You can go in and put in your information and they say they want to get it done as soon as possible. So that way those who are eligible can get their information in and have a portion of their student loans forgiven prior to payments going back into effect uh, in January of next year. You can also go to the Department of Education's website and they have a place where you can subscribe to updates so that way you can get any new info as it's provided to those waiting to hear how this is going to work. And I kind of just mentioned it in passing, but that pause that's been going on for student loans for, for a while now They're saying that this is the last and final extension. So on December 31st, 2022, that's the last day in which you will not be required to make any payments on your student loans and also the uh, pause on interest as well will stop. But yeah, that is a quick run through of what's going on with the Student Loan Forgiveness Program. I'm really excited for those of you out there listening who are eligible for this. I was fortunate enough that I never had to take out a student loan. Uh, My parents helped me with the cost of college but it only cost $12,000 in total, not for one year, for all four years for me to go to college. So I was dealing with a much different set of circumstances than many people are dealing with right now. So even though I've not had to pay a penny in student loan interest, uh, I'm still really excited for all of you out there listening to this, who are going to get some type of assistance and take a little bit of that pressure off because I've had debt, maybe not student loan debt, fat credit card debt. And I know the relief that it is to not only see that balance go down, but also to just have that weight lifted off my shoulders completely after paying it off. So I'm happy for anyone who has less debt weighing them down. I'm going to stop this episode here because I'm sure this is longer than a normal bag of popcorn, but it's to go, you know, you eat your snacks slowly on the road. I'm going to pick up another topic uh, probably later this week. Let's say this Thursday, you get another episode from me, probably also from the front seat of this car, breaking down some more details that I found about student loans, but as always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn uh, for, for the first time in a long time from the front seat of a car. Uh, if you have any thoughts on the series, this popcorn to go, let me know. Maybe I'll take more road trips so that way I have uh, more opportunity to sit in the car and talk to a microphone while people look at me like I'm a weirdo as they walk by. But anyways, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins.